1: We are live here at Petco Park as the Padres fall to the Boston Red Sox on this Friday evening. The final score here tonight, the Red Sox 6 and the Padres 1. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Plenty of people still here finishing up their beers, playing some pool, and having a good time. A great crowd here tonight, 41,000-plus in the building, 15th sellout already in 23 openings here at Petco Park this season, but the Padres once again in front of a sellout crowd do not perform well six to one the final score against the red sox it was a big day for rafael devers who had two home runs in this game a solo home run in the second a three-run home run in the third and that proved to be plenty because the padres offense once again struggled mightily in this game one run on five hits Padres with runners in scoring position didn't have many opportunities but when they did did not cash in 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position they left five on base it was a tough outing for Blake Snell four innings six earned runs given up Five hits allowed, walk two, struck out five on 87 pitches, and the Red Sox scoring one in the second on the home run by Devers. They scored five runs in the third inning on a two-run double by Rob Refsnyder, and then a three-run home run by Devers, and that was it. That was all the Red Sox needed, and they could have scored just uh, a couple of those runs, and it would have been enough against the Padres here tonight as the struggles continue. Padres are now 20 and 25. They've lost eight of nine, and they have lost. 10 of their last 12 and the Padres continue to search for answers on this homestand after losing two of three to Kansas City they drop the series opener to the Boston Red Sox here at Petco Park tonight A lot to break down on our post-game show. We'll recap it for you when we come back. We'll have the radio highlights. We'll also go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park. Hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, give out our nightly awards, a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and much, much more to come as we recap this one from Petco Park. Again, the final in this series opener, the Red Sox 6 and the Padres 1. We get it rolling on our post-game coverage from downtown San Diego after this on the Padres Radio Network. Postgame game show continues here on the Padres radio network Sam Levitt with you inside the lofts here at Petco Park inside the Western Metal Building great to have you with us on this Friday evening final score in the series opener between Boston and San Diego the Red Sox 6 and the Padres 1 lots to get to on our post game coverage we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit we'll give out our nightly awards we will take some of your phone calls coming up later you can tweet at me if you want to get in Involved on our post-game coverage as always tweet at me at 97.3 the fan sd or on my twitter Sammy Lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v you can also send me a message on instagram Sammy Lev there as well s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v let me know your thoughts about tonight's game how the padre playing right now and i may just read your thoughts and respond to them on the air a lot of people still here inside the loft finishing up their beers having a good time playing pool and uh, closing out their tabs uh, which is good to see like I said great crowd here tonight shout out to the fans who brought it once again 41,530 in the building here tonight with the Padres and uh, this wasn't a number I wanted to look up but I did it because I was curious the Padres fell to five and ten in games where The Padres have uh, sold out this building. So, uh, look, I hope the fans keep on selling out this place, uh, making it the great atmosphere that it is. But on a night like tonight, there was not a whole lot to cheer about, especially on the offensive side. We'll continue to break this all down as we recap this one. Let's do a full recap with our game highlights.
2: Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes.
1: It was a tough outing for Blake Snell. The trouble started in the second inning. It was a scoreless game when Raphael Devers led off. Here's the 2-1, Devers swings, skies one
3: to right field, Tatis is back on the warning track, looking up, going to go. Devers a moonshot over the right field wall, and Boston takes a 1-0
1: lead here in the second. Padres still trailed 1-0, heading to the third. Connor Wong led off with a double, Snell then walked two in a row to load the bases with nobody out. Rob Revschneider was next. Here's
3: the 3-2 swing and a line drive to right center. Long run angle back into the gap. Not going to get there. It's going to hop up against the wall. Wong has scored. Verdugo's right behind him. They'll hold Turner at third. And Ref Snyder into second base with a two-run double. 3-0 Boston in the third. It was then Rafael Devers again. 3-1. Sent in the air to center field. Straight away and deep. Angle is back at the wall. Looks up. Going to go. Second home run of the night for Rafael Devers. This one a three-run
1: shot, and it's six to nothing Red Sox in the third. It went from one nothing to 6 nothing in the span of two batters. The Red Sox uh, made it a short outing tonight for Blake Snell, who went just four innings with those six earned runs given up, five hits he walked, two struck out, five on 87 pitches. Padres got one back in the bottom half against Red, uh, Red Sox starting pitcher James Paxton. Fernando Tatis Jr. dug in with one out. They're the first two batters against Paxton.
3: Fernando hits this one well in the air to deep right center field. Duran is back, looks up, going to go. A long home run to right center field for Fernando
1: Tatis Jr. His sixth of the season, and the Padres are on the board here in the third. It was still 6-1, to one, heading to the bottom half of the fourth inning. Padres had a big opportunity in that inning. They had runners on first and second with one out. Brandon Dixon then struck out. They loaded the bases after a walk to Austin Nola, but Adam Engel popped out to end the inning. At that point, the Padres were 0-3 with runners in scoring position. They had left five on base. And here's the problem. I said 0-3 with runners in scoring position, and they left five on base. Those are the numbers the Padres ended this game with. The Padres did not have another runner on second base in this game after the fourth inning. They did not have another hit in this game after the fourth inning. James Paxton went six innings, one earned run given up on five hits, five strikeouts, walked two, and then it was Josh Winkowski who was terrific out of the Red Sox bullpen for Alex Cora. Three scoreless innings, no hits allowed, Walked one, struck out two. Bright spots in the bullpen here tonight for San Diego. Brent Honeywell, three scoreless innings. Tom Cosgrove, once again, very good, two scoreless innings. The Padres bullpen continued what's been a great stretch the last three games. Now a combined 15 and two thirds scoreless innings. All the Padres bullpen has done is keep this offense right in the game, but the Padres offense simply did not have really anything going. After the fourth inning. And that was it here tonight. The final score the Red Sox six and the Padres one. Final totals here tonight for the Red Sox six runs, eight hits, no errors. And for the Padres, one run, five hits, and one error. Boston with the win improves to 25 and 20. Padres drop to 20 and 25. They are now a season low, five games below 500. And that's the way it went here tonight. Padres have lost eight of nine. They've dropped ten of twelve. And this uh, start to the season that has not been what anybody drew up uh, before the year began in spring training. It is uh, uh, continues to uh, uh, not go well. Twenty and twenty-five for the Padres now here through forty uh, through forty-five games in twenty twenty-three. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll come back. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin on the other side of this break. Our nightly awards to give out and much, much more to come as we recap this one from Petco Park. Boston 6, San Diego 1, the final score. More coming up on our post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. wow, wow. wow. From Petco Park, the Red Sox six and the Padres one. As the Padres drop to twenty and twenty-five on the season, Red Sox improve to twenty-five and twenty. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The seating bowl has emptied out here at Petco Park, but here inside the loft, we still. All right, going strong. Uh, Beers in hand, people finishing up their beers and playing games of pool. Having a good time on this Friday evening. Why not? On what was, again, a very frustrating evening for the San Diego Padres. Padres scored just one run on five hits. The Padres have scored now. Only 31 runs in their last 12 games as the offense continues the struggle. We'll get more into some of the numbers with runners in scoring position, all that. But what you need to know right now, Padres got one run in this game. It was on Fernando Tatis Jr.'s sixth home run of the season, a solo shot in the third inning. Red Sox got one in the second on Rafael Devers' solo home run. That made it one nothing Boston, then the Red Sox getting 5 in the third inning on a two-run double from Rob Refsnyder, and then a three-run home run from Rafael Devers. That made it a 6 nothing game. Padres got the one back on the Tatis home run, and that was it. Padres loaded the bases in the fourth inning, but like I said before the break, after the fourth inning, when they stranded the bases loaded, the Padres did not have another base hit, and they also did not have Another runner in scoring position in this ball game here tonight. As Blake Snell went just four innings, allowed it, six earned runs, including the two home runs uh, given up to Devers. James Paxton, really good outing for him. Tip of the cap to James Paxton, six innings, one earned run given up. Josh Winkowski was excellent out of the bullpen, three scoreless and hitless innings for the Red Sox as the Padres fall in this series opener. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park and get some post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down
2: to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian Resource.
0: Bob Blade looked really sharp in the first inning, and then the third inning, things fell apart on him. What was, what was the difference? What did you see happening there? Yeah, it just
4: made him work a little harder. You know, through a lot of pitches. You look up in the third, and the ball-strike ratio wasn't too far away from each other. 3-2 on a lot of guys. You know, the ref Snyder bat thought he had him struck out on a check swing. But then, you know, Devers falls up. With a home run anyway, so he just just lost his a little bit of his command and it made him throw a lot of pitches three ball counts have been a challenge for him all
0: season long and he's been able to dodge a lot of bullets right think one of those nights where you just eventually you're forced to make a lot more pitches more chance for mistakes yeah
4: and, and you know the stuff's good and when he, you know he gets ahead and a little more unpredictable then you know obviously the results are a little bit better but you know Devers hits two pretty good breaking balls I thought for homers um, so, you know, when you have we only score one run, it makes it tough. Seems like there was a stretch where the starting rotation was trying to carry this ball club and right. giving up
0: only two runs. But now the last three, the rotation has given in a little bit. How important is it for them to get back on track until this hitting turns around?
4: It is. I mean, you know, tomorrow's important. You know, with Joe and the bullpen's been doing a great job following up. You know, either whether the plus guys or, or the guys that we pitch typically in in down games. But until we do something offensively, it's it's tough to, you know, go out there and have to be perfect all the time.
0: There were some at-bats tonight where guys looked like they went opposite field, like Kim and yeah. Krohn and Toddy. Um, and
4: Nola. Nola had three good at-bats tonight, too. Um, but then with runners on base, it seems like, are you seeing guys still trying to hit a five-run home run, so to speak? or? Uh, probably try to do a little too much. You know, in Engel's case, he hasn't been, you know, hadn't had many at-bats. So that's a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, You know, got got a couple good counts, 3-1-2, I believe, and popped some balls up, but, you know, we just got to keep working on it. You've had
0: the coaches' meetings, you've had the players' (laughs) meetings, you've tried changing lineups. Do these things, in your experience, turn around with a good play, a big inning, a great pitching performance, or sometimes does it just take longer to
4: evolve? As as where we are right now, it's probably going to take a little bit longer, but I've said all along that, you know, a couple good offensive games would be a, a pretty good recipe. We just haven't been able to do that, especially here recently.
2: How much different do you think it could have been had you been able to break through in the first inning?
4: Yeah, I mean, the first, we had opportunities in what first, what was it, first couple in the first four. You know, we had some guys out there. They got big hits in those situations we didn't, and that basically, you know, dictated where the game was going to go after that.
2: What do you think Tatis saw in the first the left fielder got on that ball pretty quick. What did he see? He's there?
4: just trying to aggressive get, get us a spark. I mean, you know, it was really close, as it is, but I think it's more trying to give us a little energy and a spark right out of the gate. Is a play like that maybe kind of emblematic of where you are, like, trying to do a little too much in that spot not necessarily just just that play but uh i think it's just more on the you know the offensive end at the plate not necessarily on the base pass i think he's he's a guy that's just trying to give us a spark right there so until we actually get some hits with runners in scoring position it's going to be tough
5: hey bob do
4: you think the team looks flat kind of lethargic at this point well when you don't hit it's going to look that way but they're not they're they're in good spirits every game, come out with energy. You know, Tati's a, done a good job of getting on base early in the game. We just haven't been able to follow it up. So when you don't hit, it looks that way.
2: What are the mechanics?
4: How are they different
1: this year trying to
4: get a replay? I mean, but the Tati's play, is that one that if you had
2: another 10 or 15 seconds, maybe they'd been able to see it more?
4: Uh, we were told right away. So but it is you have to be on it quick you have to signal quick and then you don't have much time so it's put a lot of pressure you know, on guys in the in the replay
1: That was Padres' manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Padres fall 6 to 1 to the boston red sox sam levitt back with you inside the loft here at the western metal building at petco park good to have you with us on this friday evening you heard bob melvin talk about blake snell there and i went and looked because i was interested to see and every big hit that snell gave up in the outing here today was when he fell behind in the count two and one the count was on devers on the home run in the second the two run double by rev snyder in the third count was three and two Well behind Devers three and one in the third inning so I just thought that was uh, uh, sort of an interesting point uh, made there that's falling behind and issuing two walks in that third inning it was all part of the problem here tonight for Blake Snell and I thought it was interesting to hear Bob Melvin talk about the starting pitching Padres in two out of the last three games now have had a couple of rough starts here tonight with Blake Snell. Seth Lugo, who gave up five runs in two innings uh, the other day on Tuesday uh, against Kansas City. That was not a great outing. And to add uh, insult to well I don't, insult to injury, but there was really an injury. So. There, to, to make it even worse, I, I suppose is the right way to say it. Uh, Seth Lugo went on the IL today with a calf strain. So one of the fears I think you have right now if you're a Padres fan is this. The starting pitching for the last few weeks, really aside from the Lugo start on Tuesday and the start by Snell here tonight, has been really good. We've talked about it a lot, how good the starting pitching has been and how unfortunate it's been that the great starting pitching hasn't translated into more wins. But now, a couple of tough starts in a row, you hope that's not a sign of things to come and obviously uh, makes it a very important outing for Joe Musgrove and uh, everybody else coming up in this rotation so again the big story here tonight there's no way around it and I know sounding like a broken record post-game show after post-game show But the story continues to be the offense, and here tonight, we'll get more into it on the other side of this break, but here tonight, again, the Padres had runners on first and second, two men away in the first inning, did not score. They got the Tatis home run in the third. That made it a 6-1 game. Runners on first and second, one out in the fourth inning, and then bases loaded, two outs in the fourth inning, did not score in that inning, and then they did not have another runner on second base from the fourth inning on or I should say the fifth inning on the fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth a span of five innings where they did not have another runner in scoring position and it is uh, frustrating uh, to see that and you know James Paxton is very solid he's had a very good start to the year uh, after beginning of the year on the IL and after having Tommy John surgery but the Padres just could not get anything going offensively and until um, it turns around in that department. That will continue to be the story as the Padres now sit at 20 and 25. Much more to get to on our post-game show. We'll give out our nightly awards. We'll squeeze in some phone calls, and I'll read some of your tweets and your messages coming up as well. Final score here at Petco Park, Red Sox 6, Padres 1. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. <laughs> Post game show on the Padres radio network continues. Final score here tonight Red Sox 6 and the Padres 1 as the Padres drop this series opener to Boston. Padres have now dropped eight of their last nine, ten of their last twelve as the struggles continue uh, here at Petco Park and the Padres now sitting at one and three on this six-game homestand after losing two of three to Kansas City. They lose the series opener to the Red Sox here tonight, scoring just one run on five hits. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from Petco Park. Good to have you with us on this Friday evening. Very much appreciate you tuning in. We will uh, get to some of your phone calls here coming up in a little bit 833 2880973 the phone number again 833 2880973 the number to call if you want to communicate on social media you can do that as well tweet at me at 973 the fan sd or on my twitter sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v or you can send me a message on instagram sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v there as well we'll give out some of our nightly awards coming up also take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's tell you about our Ace Pitcher of the Game.
2: Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's Ace Pitcher of the Game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at
1: Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our east pitcher of the game here tonight. We have to go with left hander James Paxton of the Boston Red Sox. His second start of the season after beginning the year on the IL with a hamstring injury. We talked in the pregame about his long road back from Tommy John surgery, missed um, all of 2022 and missed most of 2021 after having Tommy John surgery in April of 21. His second start of the season here tonight was very good. Six innings, one earned run given up, five hits allowed. Only run he allowed was on the home run to Tatis in the third, but that was no big deal because Paxton had a six-run lead at that point in the game, and that was it for the Padres offense all game long. A very good outing for James Paxton who picks up his first win of 2023. And that is our ace pitcher of the game, James Paxton. Let's update you on who went deep today in the major leagues with our home run tally. Which players went deep tonight? This is our
2: MLB Home Run Tally. Presented by Mr. Moto Pizza. Bringing back the old New York Pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin-crest gourmet pies and the original Stuff Knots. With eight locations in San Diego. Find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com.
1: We take a look at who went deep tonight in the major leagues lot of names to get to here and here we go so far tonight 28 home runs hit around the major leagues for Arizona Geraldo Perdomo had a solo home run for Atlanta Matt Olsen a solo blast for Baltimore Ryan Mountcastle Anthony Santander Adam Frazier all went deep for the Red Sox as we know Devers solo home run and a three-run home run in this game for Rafael Devers and for Devers those were home runs 12 and 13 for the Cubs Christopher Morel. Had a two-run home run tonight. For Cleveland, Josh Naylor, Gabriel Arias had a couple of home runs. For Detroit, four, four different players. Zach McKinstry, Akil Badu, Matt Beerling, and Riley Green. All went deep for Houston. Kyle Tucker, a two-run blast. For the L.A. Dodgers, it was Mookie Betts with a three-run home run. Dodgers winning tonight against the Cardinals in St. Louis. So not a good development for the Padres there either. And for Mookie Betts, that was home run number 10 on the season. For Miami, Brian Dela Cruz hit a solo home run. For Minnesota, Willie Castro a solo shot. For the New York Mets, Francisco Alvarez, Brett Beatty, and Pete Alonzo had home runs. Alonso's grand slam in that game. Tied to game at seven. Mets would go on to win that game in extra innings. For the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo, a two-run home run. Aaron Judge, a solo home run. For Judge, his 13th of the year. For Rizzo, his 10th of the year. And we talked about Judge in the pregame. He has been really heating up as of late, all of a sudden hitting a lot of home runs at another one against the Reds in Cincinnati here tonight. For Pittsburgh, Brian Reynolds, a three-run home run. For the Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr. with the homer, his sixth of the season. For the Rangers, Adoles Garcia hit a two-run home run. And for Washington, it was Lane Thomas and Caber Ruiz who went deep. And that's a look at the home run tally on this Friday evening in the major leagues. And for Adoles Garcia, by the way, that was his 14th home run of the year. He's been one of the better home run hitters in baseball so far this season. Still more to do on our post-game show. And speaking of that home run tally, we will take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, including a couple of play-by-play highlights coming up a little bit later on our post-game coverage. Before we get to some of your phone calls, again, number to call, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. One of the headlines entering this ballgame here tonight was Xander Bogart's Making his, uh, well, not return to Boston, obviously, but playing the Red Sox for the very first time since signing with San Diego in December. Bogarts won two World Series with the Red Sox, played for them for a long time. The only organization he had ever known before signing in San Diego. So obviously, uh, everybody wanted to talk to Xander before the game here today. This was Bogarts talking to the media earlier today, and now in retrospect with a uh, great game from Rafael Devers. Two home runs, four RBIs. He also speaks about Rafael Devers. You spent a lot of time with that organization over there, big part of your life. What's it like to play against them now at this point?
0: I mean, it's a little different, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, you know. It should be fun. I would imagine this date has been on your calendar. You've probably been looking at it a little bit. Were you anticipating having some emotion playing against them? Uh... I mean, it just be a little weird, you know, obviously knowing a lot of faces over there uh, from coaching staff, medical staff, I mean, front office, and obviously the players, you know. And, I mean, it's been a lot of change with the players and stuff like that, but for the most part, all the other stuff has been pretty much intact. Can you talk about the relationships that you've had over there? I mean, obviously a lot of special ones, especially with Rafael Devers. You guys talk every day, it sounds like. What, what's it going to be like to face off against him today? Hope he don't hit the homers, you know. Uh, listen, that's a dangerous guy, you know, especially when he's in that box. Uh, he's truly one of a kind, and hopefully he'll he take it a little light on us because he can do damage.
1: Well, bad news for Xander and the Padres. Rafael Devers did not take it light on the Padres here tonight. His first two at-bats, solo home run and a three-run home run as Devers had a great game and set the tone early, and the Padres quite simply did not have an answer for it whatsoever offensively here tonight, aside from Fernando Tatis Jr.'s sixth home run, a solo blast in the third inning. Uh, Rafael Devers, by the way, there was a good story that Xander Bogarts told a little bit after he said that, what you just heard, that uh, Devers and Bogarts went to dinner Uh, last night but Bogarts actually had lost his wallet uh, before they had dinner I guess at some point over the last few days and uh, showed up to dinner without his wallet so uh, I guess dinner was on Devers yesterday and uh, then Devers said okay Xander well I'm going to give you two home runs in this uh, series opener here tonight as the Red Sox win it by a final of six to one all right let's go to the phones 833-288-0973 phone number again 833-288-0973 as i've said uh, a bunch of times here over the past uh, couple of weeks now i don't promise to have any all i don't promise to have really any answers um but i am here to provide you uh, emotional support as uh the Padres dropped to twenty and twenty-five. Let's begin tonight with Jay, who's calling in from El Cajon. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the Padres post-game show with Sam Levitt. How are you,
5: Sam? Levitt, have I've had better days. That's a long drive home after a tough loss. Uh, I got a little jag with me today. Um, so two on the oh, open, no. opening hit there.
1: Jay, Jay, start, Jay, start over. We lost you for a second there.
5: Oh, no stress. Sell your phones. What are you going to do? Uh, I said, hey, Samuel, that's a rough ride home after a loss. I'll make it short and sweet. The uh, the first hit off Tatis there, he needs to stay one there. I don't know why they went ahead and, and sent him two, but either way, I think he was still safe. But we need to, we need to be conservative there, get that lead runner on, because Kim takes that count three, two, and I think Taddy steals the base there. We got a one-run lead on that base hit from Kim. So uh, going into the second, you got – Snell giving up the solo shot, you know, I think that was the beginning of the end for him, you know, it rattled him for sure, because he did, he wasn't the same after that, the first inning was three up, three down, the kid was throwing lights out, so, you know, it, it's a tough one to watch happen, and then of course, you know, Boston has an offense, they're going to put up runs, so we have to have run support, and I don't question Bomo, I really like this his uh, post game conference there, I, I liked what I heard from him, you know, he says their guys are in high spirits, but we've said this, I don't know how many times this season so far, Sammy, it's early, only may i know it's rough to lose like this and we're what eight of our last nine it's, it's tough but uh we got to keep the faith that's what the fire faithful are for jag at least say hi to emmy he's so shy man <laughs> anyway love your show kid. keep doing what you do we love you
1: all right jay uh thank you for the call appreciate that thanks for listening and calling in um you know, look, I, I wish I had the answers for you. It's very confusing, confounding, whatever adjective you want to use right now, but the Padres just are not hitting. And it's hard to know what the answers are. It has felt like there would be a sort of an inflection point at different points here, whether it was after Bob Melvin addressed the team. Last Thursday in Minnesota, whether it was after the sweep against the Dodgers in L.A., whether it was after the rubber game of the series on Wednesday against Kansas City, losing two out of three. We know they had a players-only meeting after the game on Wednesday. Well, at least for one more game here on this Friday night, there was not much of a change that you could see as far as what the offense accomplished. And to me, what was disappointing about this game, And by the way, I just want to mention uh, that Tatis' play in the first inning, I mean, look, he was trying to make something happen there. Yes, it was overly aggressive. Um, You know, he was out at second base by a a good deal there. Um, It would have been nice to grab a lead. I don't think that's why the Padres lost this game. No, uh, lost this game uh, for as nice as it would have been to have a lead in the first inning. You know, it wasn't a great read um, by Tatis' you know it is what it is hits the home run later i'm not going to focus too much on that here tonight back to what i was saying what really frustrated me disappointed me about the game here tonight is that even after trailing six nothing they get the home run in the third inning by tatis they load the bases in the fourth inning certainly frustrating not to get a run there runners on first and second with one out and then the base is loaded with two men away But after that, the Padres did not have another base hit. They did not have another runner in scoring position. They had one base runner on. It was a one-out walk to Austin Nola in the seventh inning. That was it. That was it. And you would hope this team offensively would show more fight than that. I understand it wasn't a great outing for Blake Snell. Four innings, six earned runs given up. Blake will say that, and I'm sure he's talking in the clubhouse or has already talked. Um, Wasn't a great outing for Blake Snell, unfortunate. Um, Wasn't a great outing for Seth Lugo the other day, unfortunate. But even though this was a five-run game, the final score was, it is the same theme of there is just right now, whether it was six runs given up or two runs given up, there is simply... Very, very, very little margin for error for every other facet of this baseball team until the offense starts to get it going. And it is May 19th. I will be the first one to say, and I've said it for a long time, I don't know that I would classify it as early anymore but it is May, and the season is very long, and the season is not decided after 45 games. I don't have to bring up the examples that we've brought up of the 2021 Braves and the 2019 Nationals. We understand there is a recent history of teams that have struggled mightily in the early part of the season that have gone on to do great things. We all understand that. But with each passing game, as we wait for this offense to take steps forward, I understand the frustration out there. Um it's not easy to watch and you know bob melvin said it earlier he used i believe bob used the word lethargic um you know a team is always going to look quote unquote lethargic when you don't score and that is what this team is going through right now and i i don't quite honestly on this friday may 19th have a super great explanation for it um guys need to execute better and especially with runners in scoring position. I mean, the Padres didn't have many opportunities with runners in scoring position in this game. They had three, and they all came in the first four innings, albeit they did not have a hit in that, in any of those three at-bats. But the numbers are the numbers. The Padres right now are batting 194 with runners in scoring position. The next lowest average with runners in scoring position is 212. That's Detroit is 214 above that that's oakland and the padres are nearly at this point 20 points below detroit who's 29th in that category so the numbers right now match the eye test and um we've heard the word pressing a bit over the last few days Right now, whether it's pressing, whether it's lack of execution, whatever it is, it's just not happening for this offense. And that makes it, I understand for the fans out there, very, very frustrating to watch. Thank you. Somebody said they like my jacket. Thank you very much. See, that's some positivity. I like that. Please give me more compliments. (laughs) All right. Some positivity. That made me feel good. I don't know if it made anybody else out there feel good, but uh, we'll continue on on our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Kind of broke my train of thought there on the offense, but uh, that's the deal right now. Padres are searching for a way to get this offense going and get this uh, season turned around in the right direction. There's plenty of time to do it, but, yes, 45 games in is no longer super early. You know, we're past the quarterway mark and marching towards the – third of the way mark towards uh, uh towards uh memorial day padres right now 225 batting average that's last in major league baseball and the numbers are the numbers and the wins and losses are the wins and losses padres are five games below 500 and they've lost eight of nine in 10 of 12 so not to point out the obvious i know everybody at this point probably knows those numbers but Uh, unfortunately we have to keep talking about them until this offense gets it going in the right direction we'll step aside here on the Padres radio network we'll take more of your phone calls on the other side of this break 833-288-0973 give out some more nightly awards and we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard a lot going on around the major leagues tonight final score Red Sox six and the Padres one we wrap things up when we come back on the Padres radio network Our post game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight Red Sox 6 and the Padres 1 as the Red Sox improved to 25 and 20. Padres dropped to 20 and 25 through 45 games now here in 2023. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Everybody has left the loft now. Just uh, some of my friends, the uh, bartenders over there are, uh, are uh, cleaning up and uh, getting things in order for tomorrow those uh, those bartenders over there uh, they do a great job and I see these guys on a on a daily basis here at the ballpark and uh, they do a, a fantastic job as I always say if you have never visited the loft here at Petco Park please do so I uh, I met somebody today actually for the first time that uh, that said to me I've never been up here. It's great up here. What a great spot to hang out in before the game. It is. It's a great spot. You've got a full bar. You've got uh, nearby food. You've got a great view of the ballpark. It's a great place to spend a little time at Petco Park. Plus, if you get here... Before the game, I'm here at an hour before first pitch, always here inside the loft, and as always, great to meet so many of you around the ballpark here tonight, including here inside the loft. A great crowd once again, shout out to the fans who continue to bring it, 41,530 the attendance here tonight. How about this, the 15th sellout already in just 23 openings here at Petco Park, now and. I almost didn't want to look this up, but I did, and I will share it with you, because I was just curious. What was the Padres' record this year when this building was sold out? The answer is 5-10. and 10. So, Padres uh, needs to pay, play better in front of these crowds here at home, and uh, this was something at times we had to talk about last year. Um... They have not played particularly great uh, when the building's been well. Every crowd here has been very, very good, but I suppose when it's been an official sellout, but that doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't keep filling up the ballpark. You keep doing what you're doing on the fan side of things, and hopefully this team will get things turned in the right direction. On a disappointing night for the Padres offense, one run on five hits, and again all those five hits coming. Within the first four innings, Padres loaded the bases in the fourth inning, could not score. They did not have another runner in scoring position in this ball game here tonight. Still a lot to do. If you want to get phone calls in, 833-288-0973, the phone number. Again, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to get involved. We do have a couple of nightly awards still to give out. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game.
2: Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit
1: sandiegofoodbank.org. Well, for relief pitcher of the game here tonight, we'll stay on the Padres side of things, and we'll give it to Brent Honeywell tonight three scoreless innings one hit allowed did his job certainly 34 pitches kept the Padres within striking distance from the fifth through the seventh did a good job as did Tom Cosgrove who went two scoreless innings in this game you know what Tom Cosgrove has been a major bright spot for this Padres bullpen and team as of late Cosgrove is yet to allow a run in his major league career and that's after having seven appearances to begin his triple a season scoreless so seven scoreless appearances now for tom cosgrove six and two-thirds innings three hits allowed is not allowed a run he's been very very good and we'll see maybe tom cosgrove will get inserted into some more high leverage situations in the days to come he's pitched very very well and by the way i had a great interview with tom cosgrove at this point it was when did i do that interview it was on sunday in la and um it was a great conversation with tom we talked about the start to his major league career growing up in staten island in new york city his favorite pizzeria a lot of really good stuff in that interview and you can hear that interview on the inside san diego baseball podcast available on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast that's where you can find all my Pre game interviews, all our pre game media scrums, including Bob Melvin's daily media availability, and our full post game shows on demand, as always. So be sure to check out that inside San Diego Baseball podcast. Again, the final score here tonight Red Sox six and the Padres one. I got to guess what this is going to be our player of the game. Here he is
2: which player had the biggest impact on today's game let's find out who is today's player of the game presented by valley view casino and hotel catch every game at patties and bites plus enjoy four dollar beer every thursday visit valleyviewcasino.com today
1: our player of the game here tonight no doubt about it has to be Rafael Devers, who had two home runs in this game, a solo home run in the second, three-run home run in the third, set the tone. That was plenty of runs here tonight for the Red Sox. Four RBI, two home run day for Rafael Devers, who hit home runs 12 and 13 for the Red Sox here tonight. And that is our player of the game, Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox. We heard from Xander Bogarts earlier talking about his friendship, his relationship with Rafael Devers, and uh, talking about how dangerous Devers is in the batter's box. And he proved to be all of that here tonight because in his first two at-bats against Blake Snell, a solo home run and then a three-run home run as Devers set the tone early and the Red Sox cruised to a 6-1 win Uh, i have a lot of tweets here tonight i'll read at least one of them here Uh, i asked for your tweets earlier as always 97.3 the fan sd or at sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v we have padres gal saying i think the fans the city and mlb have put too high expectations on these humans now they try too hard and try to lift the ball over the fence instead of focusing on the ball and just getting a single they've lost their self-confidence where's the joy of baseball well Padres gal I I disagree and I think you have some you make one good point in there I disagree that there's too high expectations on this ball club the type of players the Padres have the money that has been spent the expectations are not too high Um, this is a team still 45 games in because we're not at that point yet where everything is over here on May 19th not even close But this is a ball club that A, was built to be good enough to win the World Series, and B, was built to hit. And forgetting the World Series part of it for a second because we're a long way from that. Let's focus on the built-to-hit part. That's what this team was built to do. And I even looked it up earlier, and I couldn't believe I was doing this. I was looking up some AAA El Paso stats. I was just looking at the numbers to see is there anybody at AAA who's doing extraordinary things who maybe the Padres could bring up to provide some sort of offensive spark and i got to be honest with you there are guys with good numbers down there and it is the pacific coast league all the numbers tend to be a little bit inflated there on the offensive side we understand that but you know there there are guys like alfonso rivas and ron ravello and some guys that are doing some good things down there but you know the, i don't know that there's anybody at a triple a el paso who is coming up here or who the padres are you know can't wait to call up um to provide some sort of spark or get some at bats here you know obviously there's guys like jose iglesias and we can go on and on tim tim lopes and um it is about these players that are here right now and the key guys in this lineup, whether it be, and that's everybody, that's the top, the middle, that's the Fernando Tatis juniors, Andrew Bogarts, Juan Sotos, to Nola and Grisham and and Cronenworth. It's got to be a full team effort right now um, to try to get this thing turned around. And it's got to be the guys to, to execute. And it's it's confusing as to why it has been such a struggle to this point on the offensive side. But this is the team you have, I guess, was my overarching point when I was looking up those AAA El Paso numbers. At the end of the day, um, this team's success will be based on what the guys, for the most part in this lineup, that are already here, what they do. It's May 19th. We're not close to the trade deadline there's, you know, no top, top prospect to call up but what the guys here do. This was a team that was built to hit players that were brought here, whether it was Juan Soto last summer or Xander Bogarts in the offseason or Fernando, who's been here, Manny, obviously, on the I who's IL, who's been here. But it's about the players that are here executing and figuring this thing out. Um, now, look, are there adjustments and approach they could make maybe? You know, Padres gal back to your tweet saying they try to lift the ball over the fence. You know, maybe when they have opportunities with runners in scoring position, you know, we've heard the word pressing now over the last few days, you know, maybe guys are trying to hit the five-run home run, and it's something I said after the Sunday or Saturday in L.A. where I I, I just wanted to see a simplified, you know, mindset of, hey, we got a runner on second base, nobody out, get him to third, bare minimum, sack flies, drive-in runs that way, just take steps forward with this problem with runners in scoring position. And obviously the problems with runners in scoring position have been a major storyline of this early part of the season. There's no way around it. And we'll see uh, if the Padres can get things going in the right direction. But, um, again, you know, right now it's about the players that are here and the players that have the track records and everything we've spoken about over the course of the last few weeks getting this thing going in the right direction, whatever that looks like and however they have to do it. And we'll see if they can do that starting tomorrow. I know I sound like a broken record, but that's where we are right now, 45 games in with uh, the Padres sitting five games below 500. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, tell you what went on in the major leagues today. Let's go around Major League
2: Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
1: We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard here tonight. The Pirates all over the Arizona Diamondbacks, 13-3. Brian Reynolds went deep. 3-2 is hit well to left. Guriel back and gone. Home run for Brian
3: Reynolds. A line drive laser to left field. Home run number six. And Reynolds is driven in four tonight. And the Pirates taking the skin off the snakes tonight.
1: Eleven to one. Call via ninety-three-seven. The fan in Pittsburgh. Not ninety-seven-three. Ninety-three-seven. The fan. <laughs> close in Pittsburgh Yankees beat the Reds six to two in Cincinnati Aaron Judge a solo home run his seventh home run in seven days Anthony Rizzo a two-run home run for the Yanks as well Tampa Bay beat Milwaukee one nothing in Tampa Bay Francisco Mejia drove in the game's lone run on a sack fly in the eighth inning, and the Rays win it by that final, 1-0. Detroit beat Washington 8-6. Akil Badu, a three-run home run for the Tigers. Riley Green also had a home run for Detroit. Cubs beat the Phillies. The Cubs who DFA'd Eric Hosmer earlier today. There will be no Eric Hosmer reunion at Pepco Park in early June. Nico Orner had a two-run double in that game. Christopher Morel had a two-run home run for the Cubs, the Orioles beat the Blue Jays six to two in Toronto. Ryan Mountcastle three run home run in that game. Adam Frazier also had a two run home run in that game. The Mets beat the Guardians in a wild game in New York, ten to nine. The final in 10 The Mets were down seven to three in the seventh inning. That's when Pete Alonso stepped in. The three one. Hit in the air, deep right field. Brennan going back to the track, to the wall. It's gone.
2: Right center field. The polar bear plunges one into the
1: Cleveland bullpen. It's a game-tying grand slam for Pete Alonzo. That call from WCBS 880 in New York. Pete Alonzo, the game-tying grand slam. The game went to extra innings. Mets trailed. 9-7 9-7 going to the bottom of the 10th inning. They got a game-tying single from Francisco Alvarez to tie it at 9. And then it was Francisco Lindor, the game winner. Base hit, 10-9, New York over Cleveland in New York. Atlanta beat Seattle 6-2 in Atlanta. Matt Olson a solo home run in the game. Marcelo Zuna also had a two-run single for the Braves. Rangers beat the Rockies 7-2 in Texas. Adoles Garcia, a two-run home run for the Rangers. Josh Young, a two-run double in that game as well. Rangers, I feel like nobody's talking about the Rangers. They have got off to a really good start. Their first place in the American League West... And I'll tell you what, the Astros have not played all that well so far. The Angels are hovering around five hundred. Rangers have been a good early story this season. White Sox beat the Royals 2-0 in Chicago. Gavin Sheets, an RBI single in that game. Houston beat Oakland 5-1 in Houston today. Kyle Tucker had a big game at a 3-RBI day, including a 2-run home run. The Dodgers beat the Cardinals 5-0 in St. Louis. Mookie Betts, a 3-run home run in that game for L.A. The Angels beat the Twins 5-4 in Anaheim tonight. Former Padre Brandon Drury, an RBI double in that game. Hunter Renfro also had a go-ahead base hit in that game. Go-ahead single in the seventh inning, made it 5-4. Angels, they go on to win by that final score. And finally, the Marlins fell to the Giants 4-3 in San Francisco. Mitch Hanniger, an RBI double in that game. Casey Schmidt also had an RBI base hit. For the Giants. And that is a look at the very complete out of town scoreboard on this Friday around the major leagues. And the Padres at the end of tonight, with the Dodgers sitting at 29 and 17, the Padres are now eight and a half games out of first place in the National League West on May 19th. Eight and a half games out. And the Padres are now just a game ahead of the Colorado Rockies, who sit in last place in the National League West. So there is a long way to go. We are 45 games in now. But if the Padres don't get this thing going in the right direction soon and the Dodgers keep playing well and some other teams keep playing well in this division, the Padres are going to dig themselves a really, really big hole. A hole that will take the whole summer to get out of so you win a few in a row you pick up some games get things going in the right direction things can turn around quickly and it's something I pointed out earlier despite the loss for the Cardinals today against the Dodgers the Cardinals entering today at 1-9 of 11 that's after starting 10-24 and 24. And I just thought it was a good example to give you a positive spin on something here tonight. A good example of how quickly things can change. Because when the Cardinals were sitting at 10-24 and and they were taking Wilson Contreras out of behind home plate and talking about playing him in the outfield and DHing him, and they're still doing some of that, but he's catching a little bit now again. I mean, it was a mess in St. Louis. I mean, Cardinals fans were booing. They were not happy at all. Cardinals are still working to get back to 500, but they're playing a lot better. They look like a way different team. Just thought it was a good reminder, we talked about it pregame, of how quickly things can change. So that can happen for the Padres, but it is imperative. It will only happen if the Padres offense begins to do what the Padres offense was designed to do. And I know it's the same thing we've said over the last couple of weeks, but that is the way it happens and we'll see if the Padres can get it going in the right direction tomorrow I certainly hope so I know all you Padres fans out there do as well and I know there's a lot of frustration out there but to the fans you're doing a great job you're showing up in full force 41,000 plus in the building here tonight 15th sellout and 23 openings on the season so far um I know a lot of the players in the post game the other day on Wednesday were talking about the booze, and, and to their credit, they they owned it and understood it inside that clubhouse. There were boos that rained down here tonight. Um, I understand the frustration out there. This is a team that uh, came into the season with very 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 high expectations, and to this point, um, it's been an underwhelming start. But as I said after Wednesday, a season is not decided in forty five games, and I suppose. That is the ray of sunshine here on this Friday night at Petco Park. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow. Game two of this three-game series between the Padres and the Red Sox. It'll be right-hander Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. Left-hander Chris Sale on the mound for the Red Sox. So a very good pitching matchup tomorrow. Musgrove against Sale. First pitch tomorrow, 7.10 p.m. So not a... A 6.40 or 5.40 start time. It's 7.10 p.m. tomorrow. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.10 here from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. Certainly hope you can join us then. And then we wrap things up on Sunday with the final game of this series. Michael Waka against Corey Kluber. One ten. p.m.